Jason, as it is every single week we are on the air. Today's episode of Lee Summit Town Hall is brought to you by the good people at Budget Blinds. Budget Blinds! Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Hey, they are good folk, Jason. They're not just good business partners for us, but they're good people. They just raised a ton of money with their event last week benefiting KC Pet Project. They did. They did a really good job. I, I was not able to go, but I did see a lot of the turnout. It was uh, it, it was very impressive. There were dog paintings made and lots of uh, clearly a lot of money raised for the pet project. But now we're going to look to the future. We are looking far into the future. And like what's the future of blinds? The future of blinds and all window treatments, really. Automation. You want smart blinds. You want the good... I was gonna say old fashioned, but it's not old fashioned. They're new fashioned. It's new fashioned automated stuff. Adjacent. I believe I believe the olds will say newfangled. Newfangled. That's right. There are four. Get them. Four big benefits to automation, Jason. They are child safety. That's a good thing. You know, they're they're taking away the cords. Yeah, which a, which I think is a big deal. That, I mean, I know that that was a big deal, and I know that like. When we moved into the house we live in now, the uh, the youngest one especially was just at that age where those were dangerous, and we were always very careful to get all our cords up and out of the way or or whatever. And but this automation, making those lungs automatic, takes those cords out and makes it safer for the kids. And here's the here's the next one's privacy and security. Hey, we 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 all like a little privacy. Yes, we do. Convenience and, look, and let's face it, the, this is the real reason for automation, right? Because we want to be lazy. I don't want to get out of my comfy chair. <laughs> it's here's to the, open the shades. All progress is really all progress. Good progress is really just so that Nick and I can do less stuff while getting more things accomplished. Exactly. And here's the last one. This is a big one. It's a passion of mine: energy efficiency. And and this one goes to our other, uh, I think, major old man Piccadillo. We're cheap. Yeah. So we're lazy, and this is good for that. And we're cheap. And it's going to save us money and energy costs over the long haul. So all in all, automated window treatments, it's an excellent investment for your future. And where, if one were excited about getting those, could one go, Nick Parker? If one is ready, if they are ready to take the plunge into the automated world, go see our friends at Budget Blinds in downtown Lee Summit. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. Hello again and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norbury and as always, I am joined by a man who is not, no matter what the press may say, the man behind Emerald Warrior Cannabis Compassion Center. It's Nick Parker, the publisher <laughs> of Link to Lee Summit. You know, I, I, I've said this before, but it's, it's always a fun game for me to Did, not know what you're, how you're going to introduce me. Yeah. That one. That's a pretty good one. And it's a nice, I like it, foreshadowing. It's a little loop in to uh, some information that was uh, made public, and we'll, we'll get into that, I think, as we go along. Link to Lee Summit, as always, is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor today are the women of the United States Women's National Team, who are the world champions of soccer, and our new queens, because those are the rules. I agree with that one. That was fun. I'm, You know I am not a huge soccer fan. This like, is true. I, I, the sport doesn't really do a lot for me. I sat with the rest of my giant family and watched that final. It was a blast. It was awesome. That was a lot of fun to watch and to root for our, our country's team. Yep, and they were very good, and they did a they did a butt-kicking job. And I was excited because I am a soccer fan, and I watched, we're just going to say, way, way too high a percentage of all of the games of the World Cup. But it was worth it. All worth it in the end. Hey, Jason, we're going to run through a couple of fun things coming up here. 
before we get into the meat of the show. All right. So we're going to start off with Downtown Lee Summit. Uh, it is it is the 30th anniversary of the start of Downtown Main Street. And that that so to celebrate not only are they having a big gala fundraiser here later this fall, but they're collecting all kinds of stories, photos, videos, memories of times when you were in in downtown, maybe when you were younger, you cruised Third Street, or you remember this store or that store or whatever, and uh, and you want to share those with the fine folks at Main Street, you have an opportunity to do that. Go to their website, downtownls.org. And really, even if you're not a, a long time or a lifer here in Lee Summit, they want to hear everybody's stories. You know, what are the what are the great stories? Why do you live here? Why do you why do you enjoy going downtown? Why is that a part of your life? Why is that maybe something that drew you to move to Lee Summit if you're not from there? So so that everybody wants these these stories about downtown and how how it's a good thing in your life. That's true. And down actually downtown was one of the major reasons we chose to move when we moved out to to the burbs when we came to Lee Summit was downtown was one of our one of our major major draws. And it was the big draw behind our big move last year and now I'm a block away. You love are. Yeah, love it. Won't do it any other way. Hey, I got I got some other big news for you, Jason. What's that? The Rotary Club of Lee Summit. You know what's coming back? Smoking on the summit. Barbecue. There was a brief hiatus, but it's back. The big barbecue contest is back, July nineteenth at Unity Village. Guys, check it out. Hit their Facebook page. It's fun. It's actually a sanctioned Kansas City Barbecue Society event, so that means they can give. They have like points and stuff that works towards uh, so winning this or doing well in these categories will actually get you points towards going to like the American Royal and other things of that nature. So this is a, a real live full on barbecue contest and really more bragging rights for our our KC barbecue area. Absolutely. So go ahead and visit their Facebook page to see what they're all about. And then on the day after. I'm going to bring it. It's coming back to downtown. This is an exciting day for downtown. July 20th, there's a sidewalk sale, the annual downtown sidewalk sale. And then that evening, if you want a reason to stay downtown that evening, head over to Libations. It's a ticketed event. You'll have to go to the Facebook page to buy tickets. A la mode. Vintage, swing, kind of jazz, soul group is going to play. They are awesome. And if I if I may, may say so, Jason. Yeah. That's also one of my favorite places in town. I I have uh, I've heard that I've seen it and been there and all those sorts of things. But yes, we uh, Libations is one of our favorites. Should be a fine musical act. And so if you haven't been to Libations and you do like that that vintage jazzy stuff, you should definitely go. You can partake of the music and get a libation there while you're at it, and and have a fantastic evening on the twentieth. All righty, we're gonna roll into the big stuff. Through social media, through their social media posts, Jason, the, the Lee Summit Fire Department and the City of Lee Summit announced a bunch of promotions last weekend, but they also announced the hiring of a new fire chief. If which you, which is, is, is a big headliner. That's a big headline. And if you remember, the, the post was open. Rick Pachel retired after several years as chief and a long, long career in this local fire department. And they have now hired Michael Snyder, who is the fire, currently the fire chief in Liberty, and he will be starting late in August, August 26th. So that's an interesting. And there was a, a John uh, Bedoin, one of your guest columnists uh, for LinkedIn Summit. And a, and, a, and a sometimes uh, guest host. An occasional. On, on Lee Summit Town Hall. He does the Monday news. He, he does the Monday news. With and me, and he's, he's done some live episodes with both you and I. Right. He, has, he had a column questioning about, you know, that this is, I think, the latest in a series of, of these head position hires that have come from outside 
uh, outside of Lee Summit, and he was wondering about that. And and it's an interesting point to raise, I think. And and we thought we might give a, a couple of minutes of chitter chat about that. Um, so yeah, I really I didn't I don't know that I, I didn't really take issue with it. It's not that kind of reaction. I just think that's an interesting storyline to take, and I think it's I think it's something that every municipality, and even if you want to drill even deeper, every organization goes through this this phase and this cycle where we all want to build from within you want to hire good people train them up and get them moving up and up and 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 up but at some point you also need new blood so i think that's an interesting conversation that john john started of of when is it time to to go outside and when is it time to hire from within right and if you look at the last two fire chiefs they were internal promotions um to come and take the role of fire chief release summit and and maybe we are at that time and obviously this is a decision that uh, Steve Arbo is ultimately responsible for as the city manager, um, and he may have thought, you know, well, may I, I would assume that uh, Chief Snyder is doing some good things and some interesting, perhaps new things in Liberty that he might be able to bring some of that energy and those new ideas here to Lee Summit to help uh, make the fire services even better than they already are. Right. So I just think that's something everybody ought to think about a little bit. I know that there have been some uh, local boards and other organizations that have been through the kind of these similar processes and, and, and conversations. So something to take note of and to, and to continue to watch. I will say, while they went outside for the fire chief, there were several promotions from within, including one or two, I think, that moved up from like captain to battalion chief. So there were some there were some internal promotions. Right. There's a and there's a lot of movement in that front, and and this is the one of the times of year when they do that. But it, it, I think it's an interesting conversation. At any time, one of these major leadership positions uh, comes about. Is that is that one that you have somebody in line already ready to move up? And you want to just make make that progress with the little pieces, or is that something you want to bring in that fresh blood, that new idea? And it's a good conversation to have whenever we have that. And and maybe it's just it seems because um, I mean I've been here long enough to know. I mean you know we've been around long enough to have seen sort of that go in a cyclical way where we have periods of time where a lot of those kinds of hires or groups that are brought in on consultancies or whatever are local, and then there's a big patch where they're all from outside, and and it kind of ebbs and flows. Um, but it is something to pay attention to to make sure that you're you're doing the right stuff internally to to ensure the continuity that you're looking for. I do I do think another interesting point that John brought up in his column was that um, so there was a there was a hiring committee and there were I can't I can't remember now I'm three or four finalists for the position. Now they don't release who the other finalists were. That's not made public. And and John brought up a point that he thinks maybe maybe it should be made public. And I, I think I might I might agree with that. I think that's a, I think the people. When it's when it's public dollars going, have a right to know what what that is. But I don't. It's, this is not something I'm I'm up in arms about. Yeah, I, you see that with like um, city managers um, or people that are hired directly by the elected bodies. Mm-hmm. The finalists tend to be public at that point, simply because you've got to go through um, the public body has to make a decision on the record, and so you do tend to see a lot of those deliberations out there. I don't know. I, I, I tend to err on the, the side of, you know, nobody wants to know that they came in second or third in those lists, especially if they may have been an internal candidate and, and they don't want, you know, they may not want their interview score on the public screen. I think the, that's the an public interesting screen. thing to note that sometimes that decision is made to protect your, your internal people that are going to stay on the force or that you really want to stay on the force. Absolutely. So, all right. So that, that covers what's going on at the, uh, the, 
fire fire building there on Douglas. Let's move our way just on the other side of the block to City Council and find out what's going on as the council turns. Not a lot, Jason, and I, this may be boring to some. It might uh, it might it might fire up a few people. See what I did there? Yeah, I yeah, get you. Yeah. I get you. We talked. We hit this a little bit. Um, a week, actually two weeks ago, because we took last week off, uh, that that the city is now in a going through various processes of making sure their ordinances and their and their codes line up with the new state law as it pertains to medical marijuana, which is in which we just approved in a state vote, and it's in process of changing now. Jason, you talked about how it came before planning commission, which you are chair of, and then now. As we're recording on Tuesday night, a presentation is being made to city council about those unified development ordinances. Mm-hmm. I, the one big piece, I think, of, of there were two main topics of conversation, I'll say, at the uh, at planning commission. One was about the 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 state in its promulgation of regulations, which is the like the lawyerist thing I'm going to say this day, um, about these has has said that the thousand foot distance from a school, church, or daycare facility uh, to any of these medical marijuana facilities, which is sort of the generic term for all of the the different things, has to real, be done. Real quick, I think there, there are there are five different types of facilities that are going to be be allowed. Can you can you let everybody know what those are? Uh, cultivation, extraction, manufacture, dispensary, and transportation. Good job. I there we go. Ten I, points for you. I get my gold star for the day. Uh, anyway, so the but the the rule is it has to be a thousand feet from any of those facilities to one of the school, church, or or daycare, uh, but it's not a crow flies radius. It's a walking distance. Are, are, are municipalities allowed to change that distance? They can make it shorter, but they cannot make it longer than okay. 1,000 feet. Okay. Lee Summit has, um, through conversations with the council and, and various interest groups, I think, has decided to kind of go on the maximum restriction uh, path as they can. So they chose the 1,000 feet. But the walking, so the walking path determination makes it very difficult to just do a calculation. And so one of the things that we raised um, as a planning commission was what's the impact of that on, you know, where these businesses can actually be? Is it overly restrictive or is it, you know, fine or, you know, not overly restricted really? So we had that conversation and it's hard to map that kind of a thing, like just on a map. Uh, The other one was about allowable hours, uh, least summit cares, uh, came and gave a presentation encouraging um, the adoption of hours, sort of average hours of what a typical pharmacy would be open in Lee Summit. Um, that was the planning commission's recommendation um, to city council. We'll see what they do. What are, what are those those hours you, that uh, you recommended? They were I like ten to eight during the week, ten to six on Saturday, and twelve to six on Sunday, or something in that ballpark. They're they're business hours plus i mean a little right, retail right. so they wanted to make sure obviously that they were open either either before people go to work or after they come home from work so you know working folk have access to those facilities but not making them open like a bar or those right. kind of late hours because those are not it's medical it's a medical facility not a not a recreational facility and so they wanted to deal with that which i think is a is a fine decision and 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 it goes through. So the the council will be discussing some of that tonight, and that's really what's on their their docket this evening is that kind of zoning ordinance piece of the process. There's going to be a lot more stuff coming, 
Uh, they've got to work on their criminal codes and all kind of building codes and all sorts of other things that go through just as you know almost every section in one fashion or another of the the ordinances and the codes of Lee Summit are affected by this constitutional amendment. Right. And I think it's important to note some of those have already been addressed and changed and they will continue to do so. So I for those of us that are a little nerdy like you and I, this will be an interesting process to watch just to see how how the city decides to line itself up with the state regulations and if they go make any differentiating right. things. Right, and, and I would say that the city's been very good so far, um, and uh, all the parties involved, both those who are interested. We did have uh, someone who is planning on opening a dispensary or some facility um, in Lee Summit come and talk a little bit, and we had someone from Lee Summit Cares who obviously are – um, we'll just say not as supportive of the, the passing of the, the constitutional amendment in general, but have been cautioning us, let's make sure that we do this in the right way. And I think that in general, they've done a pretty good job, all sides, of, of dealing with the realities of the situation without getting into any kind of a hyperbole or other issues at, at hand. Um, but we'll see more and more of that coming. I think something that was interesting that came out this, this last week or so um, there are a list of pre-applicants uh, for o- um, operating facilities in the state, and it was re- it was a- recovered. You showed this to me. One of your friends in the newspaper industry, I guess, uh, found uh, got a copy of it with the Sunshine Law. Right. So what happened was, um, I believe it was the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, um, went to court basically and said this should file an open records suit and and a judge agreed and said that the list of pre-applicants should be public it should be on the public record so that has been made public now that's going around this is not jason's i think it's important to note these are pre-applicants the application period actually does not begin until august correct and though that will all be done online and then hopefully those will be those will be made made public again. And oddly, it's only a two week period um, during which these are going to be open this first well, go around. So. And, and some of that, Jason, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you've read a lot of the legalese on this. Some of that is based away around how the constitutional amendment was written. That there were some specific dates that the state had to hit as far as when when the dispensaries would be open. Right. They're, they 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 wrote the the people who wrote the initiative um made sure to leave in a bunch of language to ensure that the the state government couldn't overly slow play the rollout of these facilities and 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 uh, and so what they've done is uh, generally speaking they've kind of pushed the maximum end of their time limits and then made the applicants hurry um, on that, so um, there are some facilities, um, pre-application f- uh, facilities that are that are intending to go in lease summit. Right. I thought that was the other interesting thing that came out was what there were about a handful, five or seven, I think, that said they 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 planned to to have a facility of some kind in those five categories that you mentioned earlier. The the interesting one, and 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 I don't think it's appropriate to to throw out names yet, but the interesting was there was one company, one person who who was intending to apply for three separate facilities, right. a, cul- a, a cultivation, a manufacturing, and a dispensary. So I thought that was interesting. So that's out there. Um, if you're interested in any of that, you can go to the uh, – you can just search medical marijuana in Missouri, and that'll, that'll come up. There's actually a website, if I remember correctly. Uh, I believe it's medicalmarijuana.mo.gov. Um, but you can learn about facility information. You can also learn about if you are um, interested or – think you would benefit from being a patient who has uh, certified to buy um, you can do those things going to the website there 
to find that out. So just an interesting thing. It's going to be it's going to come back through several times. It may be a little bit yet before we see. I would assume by the end of the year or so, um, we'll start to see the first facilities open in the state. Whether those are ones in Lee Summit or not is a little bit difficult to tell. But I would be willing to bet that we'll have we'll have one or two here in our town. I think the one last thing important note on this as as we all watch this process to see how it starts at that is that. Also, in the language, there was only going to be a certain number of licenses approved in the state during the first year. So it's uh, everyone that applies is not going to get one, and they're not, there's not going to be a flood of facilities throughout the state. I, I just want to know. We also I, I went through and looked at the list, and there's some fantastic and ridiculous names for some of these businesses. I, I think you said the name earlier. I did. That was very exciting. That was that one is most entertaining. Emerald Warrior Cannabis Compassion Center. Was one. Uh, there was another. There was another couple that were just, just a, a little bit. Uh, so really, what what whole. we're saying is, if you want some entertainment to go along with the nerdery of watching this process, just check out the names of some of these companies. They are they are quite entertaining. Absolutely. Okay, I want to do one one more topic, Jason, before we sign off for this week. Um, we we have spent a lot of time. The last several months talking about the Lee Summit R7 School District, the school board, and its superintendent, Dr. Carpenter. There really isn't a lot to to come back on now that the the, the equity plan has, has been approved. They've hired a consultant. That process is starting. Things really aren't going to get going, Jason, until probably right before the school year starts and, and as the school year begins with some of this training and stuff. And that's I think that's probably when you and I will have, have more information to get get onto it. There have been some closed sessions in the last couple of weeks. Likely they are working through uh, matters pertaining to the mediation process that the the board and Dr. Carpenter have agreed to participate in uh, to help them work a little better together to make that relationship stronger. And I, uh, you know what? I'm going to give a little personal good on you to both of them. I think that's good that they, they all kind of have reached this point where, hey, we we can do better, we should do better, and let's find a way to do it. I think you're right. And, and you know, we'll see what those the, – and those closed sessions may be any number of things. One would guess, since that was kind of the the major cliffhanger that was kind of left unresolved after the last go-around, uh, would be something that they would be talking about. And, and I hope that they do uh, – you know, they do a, a good job and it's productive. I mean, I think that that's a useful thing and that will help maybe get the board and the uh, superintendent pushing all in the same direction – um, even if they don't agree on everything that's out there. Well, and I think that, I think that's the point. I think we hope, Jason, that what comes out of that that process with with that body and with Dr. Carpenter is the same thing that maybe all of us in the community can come away with at, at some point through this process is a better way of talking to each other about these issues that are sometimes hard and often lead us down, you know, to react a little. Uh, a little more personally than we we, we should. Absolutely. So. And and hopefully that will be, uh, the the leaders in this this conversation will be able to uh, set a good example going forward and and engage this as as a positive process for the community, which I think it should be. Right. Uh, the last thing to note is just that there the next scheduled open meeting is for July twenty fifth of this month. I think that's going to wrap it up for this week, Jason. I think, uh, you know, there's not a lot going on. It's July. People are on vacation. I was on vacation last week. And I'm going to be on vacation in like a week and a half. So. And then, you know what? I'm going on another vacation. You are the slackerest of slackers. Yeah. Well, you know. A little time away with the missus. A little time away with Mrs. Link to Leak Summit. You know, it's 20 years this month, Jason. Con- congratulations, and I'm glad you finally caught up. <laughs> <laughs> We're just a few months behind you. I'm just glad. 
she's let me hang out for the ride. Her patience is remarkable. 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 Well, that does it for us, folks. We will talk to everyone next time. Once again, today's episode of Lee Summit Town Hall is brought to the people by Shred KC. Jason, we say this a lot about our sponsors for this show, but you know what? We've, we just, we've had good people who, who, who help us, who partner with us. Shred KC is And, and really, one. it's an odd reflection on us. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I was very hesitant to make myself pull the trigger and actually start trying to live a little healthier. A yeah. little more, a little more fit, but uh, how'd, that, how'd that last vacation treat you? Uh, well, let's 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 just say uh, I did not follow the plan. Okay, fair, but fair enough. L- that leads me to this great point. Uh, Ryan Waters, the owner, and the people in there at Shred KC are awesome and very very supportive. As a matter of fact, one of the things he he says is when you go on vacation, there should be no guilt. Go do what you want to do and have fun, and then lock it down when you come back. So that's exactly what I have done. Lock the diet back down. My meal plan is going. I'm back on it. And really, you can't you can't have better people. No, if they if they're going to give you permission to like just go guilt free on your vacation, then then that's those are the kind of folks that you that you want in your life. You want somebody that's going to push you, be hard on you when you need to be hard, but also understand that there's no guilt. Sometimes stuff just happens, and sometimes you just want to go have fun and you want to smash some food. And Jason, I smashed some food. <laughs> Yes, you did. Yes, you did. So So if you're ready to make that change in your lifestyle, go see our friends at Shred KC in downtown Lee Summit. Tell them Jason and Nick sing it. You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall, a link to Lee Summit podcast with hosts Nick Parker and Jason Norberry. A proud member of the Fredcast Network, you can subscribe to this podcast on most of your favorite podcast apps and catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for all the news, analysis, and conversations on the Lee Summit community. Connect with us on Facebook at Link2Lee Summit or on Twitter at LS Town Hall. 